been out there for me. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Locker Room Banter Podcast. We're back at it again. And I'm here Here with my dog. The ladies are always welcome. You got to add that in. Let them know. You're right. You're right. That is my my bad. You know, I ain't used to this. You know, you the host and all that stuff. But you're calling all the way (laughs) down the street. So I'm going to go ahead and, you know, just let them know who you is calling all the way in down the street, man. Okay, well, shoot, I'll go ahead and tell you. I'm not at the studio today. Watts has, uh, has a session open by himself. We all are calling in from a distance. But this is Ann Ward. And just to know where you can find me at, you can find me on Instagram at Ann Ward W underscore 357. That's A N W A R, the letter W underscore 357. And on Facebook, it's just simply Ann Ward Williams. You gotta appreciate the pause. Gotta appreciate the pause. Who else we got online calling all the way from Tallahassee, Florida? Drizzy Moe, where you at? What's happening? What's happening? It's your boy, Dre, a.k.a. Drizzy. My a.k.a., my uh second, third a.k.a., whatever <laughs> a.k.a. today is going to be a God-fearing man. Not to put it like that. Hey, ain't um, nothing wrong fresh with that. off the boat from Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm feeling good about myself. Instagram, D-R-Z-E underscore M-O-J-O underscore M-C-S-L-Y. And I got to get my Instagram bag lit. So, you know, let that be this. Yeah, man. I, 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 we going to talk about that Puerto Rico <laughs> trip just to let y'all know in that next episode. I got some things I got to let off my chest. Y'all y'all niggas ain't shit. But Uh-oh. just to let y'all know who <laughs> this is on the line. This is your boy, Watts. Y'all can hit me up on Instagram and the Twitter like your, like your folks say at Watts. W-A-T-T-S number four on Instagram and Twitter. And we got a special guest today, man, on this special episode of the Locker Room Banter. We have oh, yeah. as a special, special guest, my dog, my A1, my college roommate, my nigga, all the way since, shit, Westridge, middle school. Man, giving it up to my brother, Chad Marshall, calling all the way in, down from the Lauderdale. Yes, sir. All at him, Chad. Already. Yeah, this is Chad Marshall. Um, don't have too many AKAs. I, one, I don't know my Instagram page. I don't know my Instagram page because my wife set it up for me. So, um... <laughs> Uh, outside of that, y'all can find me on Facebook, Chad Marshall. Um, you know that I'm from Orlando, but living in Lauderdale. Been down in Lauderdale for you know the last ten years, so you know. Damn, I throw my ready. Yeah, man, we old. Yeah. Bro. So we I throw old. I throw my L's whenever. Yeah, man, we old. Yeah, that. Welcome, brother. Welcome. So, man, we well, wanted to go well, ahead well, and give y'all this special edition of the Locker Room Banter because, you know, this is the NBA Finals that's going on currently right now. And we were going to wait, but the way that these NBA Finals are going on right now, it looked like mm-hmm. we might not be able to wait to talk about the NBA Finals while the Finals are still going on. You know, that kind of hurts me a lot. And, uh, yeah, y'all been giving us a lot of <laughs> feedback about what we um, predicted in the last um, podcast that we posted up. But, man... I'm just hurt right now, fellas. I don't know if y'all hurt like me. I mean, too. I'll tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm not. I'm not hurt because I kind of predicted that we would go this route, and this route being at the current moment, Cleveland is down two games. Now I did say that they would lose the first. I didn't think they would lose the second, and not by the way they lost the second game. Now they got the break speed off of them both games, hung it up, threw the towel in in the fourth quarter, typical. So I'm not happy, nor am I sad, but I am not surprised either. I might have to check your no, reference I dis- on that. I just kind of disagree with the throwing in the towel in the fourth quarter. They threw in the towel in the third quarter. After, okay, after there it is. For the second game, right? Okay, when I mean throwing the towel, I just mean that's when the subs started coming in and they started saying, you know what, it's not even worth playing. 
Let's go ahead and hang out. So, man, the reason why we brought Chad in onto the podcast because Chad is our NBA analyst. You know, he is the NBA mm-hmm. guru. He's the basketball guru of the crew, even though NY thinks he could hoop, but he really can't hoop for shit. But <laughs> I'm probably the nicest on court, but he's probably the nicest on the mic to talk about it. I mean, <laughs> he, he, he retired. I mean, he retired. He can't really hoop like he used to no more, so... <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think we all know, you know, um, that's his big dream. So we can post videos all we want. We can post videos all we want. Who's gonna oh, oh, shots fired! <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Don't worry, listeners. You'll get a breath of what we're talking about. Every now and then, I post a video just to remind the people that I can still do this. And when I say I can still do this. That means anything. But Jumping, dunking, shooting. I'm like Steph Curry slash Vince Carter slash half man, half amazing. That's what they used to call me sometimes, but I told him to chill out. I was getting, you know, a little too much, but hey, that was the name they did call me. The Instagram I Live King. I think you just holding on to your youth, man. That's a good thing. It is. I appreciate that. The Instagram <laughs> Live King it is. The Instagram Live King. Now, let me, let me, throw, let me throw a preface out there before we get started. I'm here to learn today. I'm not the biggest on basketball conversations. I clap anytime I see something good happen. So, you know, I'm indifferent with the team. But one thing I don't want to see, I don't want to see a blowout, and I don't want to see no deja vu. So, that's, that's, real. that's real. That's real. Yeah, I think we, we've yet to have a deja vu. You know, the only mm-hmm. deja, I mean, the only thing that uh, that's happened so far is, you know, I mean, hey, second to watch, you know, I think I'm, I'm probably the biggest LeBron fan there is. But, you know, he's, he, hasn't, he, he hasn't performed well, you know, just in my opinion. I, I take the pressure off all, all the rest of the Cavs players because, you know, this is the stage that he's accustomed to being on. You know, so great performances is, is expected of him. But, you know, he hasn't stepped up and performed like that. You know, he gave us a good first half. You know, but second half is not about trying to allow other players to find their niche. It's for you to continue to be dominant. And ultimately, within your dominance, you know, they tend to trap you, they tend to double you, and, you know, with you being aggressive, that opens up the floor for everybody else to come out and play. You know, same thing what happened in the first half, you know, with you know, with Kevin Love. All of his shots mm-hmm. were coming off, basically, you know, with them, you know, covering LeBron. You know, second half, you know, he started deferring a little bit to Kyrie, and that makes you know everything mm-hmm. goes ISO basketball. You know, oh, yeah, exactly right. You know, the floor gets the floor gets shrunk, and you know, and you know, it's hard. It's hard for everybody else to get involved, and it's hard. And it's hard for LeBron to basically um, continue to attack because he's already been. Once he gets into that deferred mode, it's just like you know, he never gets out of it. Yeah, you know, that's kind of you know, one of my think, biggest you know, he criticisms. He used to have a about twilight it. moment. You know, I'm not sure if you guys seen this on Instagram today, but he was caught wearing some um, Kobe Bryant. You know, oh, and if I anybody knows Kobe Bryant, the mantra of Kobe is the fact that, you know, he's a, you know, the Mamba mentality. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, you know, LeBron is just sending the, um, a message, you know, like he's always done within, within, uh, I want to say within final series that, you know, he's going to come out and he's going to be in attack mode. You know, we need 2015 LeBron. We can't have, I mean, we, you know, forget 2016, you know, and the, the deferent LeBron, you know, we need 2015 LeBron to just come out and just be dominant. You know, be who he was born to be, the best player, you know, breathing oxygen, as Shannon would say. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the biggest criticism thought, about LeBron is that LeBron still has not really given that that dominant performance to where, you know, he's just going at it and he's one of himself. I mean, we've had it from Kobe, we've had it from Jordan, and that's really what everybody really wants to see, where he's 
going nonstop. And being that he, I still think he's the ultimate team player. I know he tries to get his team involved, but people just want to see him go at it. People want to see him do another uh, a 61 point game or another 81 point game. And not the fact that he can't do it. They want to see him do it in the playoffs, particularly in the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and I, I agree. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I agree and disagree with, with both. I disagree with Chad on the fact that saying that he's not giving a good performance because he still gets a triple-double out of that performance. But I totally agree with the fact that he uh, he needs to step it up being more dominant. Like, we all know the greats that we're naming, they all had that dominant gene. Even the people that didn't make it as far as that level, like the Westbrooks, these guys never fear, you know, shut down and say, let me pass up the ball. They're willing to take the heat on their own hands, miss that last shot, whatever it takes. LeBron is the ultimate facilitator, he thinks. That's the role he signed up for. And that's kind of where he lives at. Like you said, he needs to step it up if he wants this team to go further because, hey, it's called leading by example. We're all leaders in our little worlds that we're in. And that's how you lead. You don't lead by telling people how to do best. You show them, and then they follow. And that's how you get the job done. But, uh... That's why I agree. Yeah. But the Mamba reference, last thing before I let you jump in my fault. I think he wore the Mamba to tell us not that he's going to come through in the clutch, but more that he's going to just retire. Retire? <laughs> what? Hold on, bro. Hold on. You're being Let's real, real hey, disrespectful hey, right now. The only thing that needs to get retired with LeBron is his hairline. That's it. <laughs> that I have a question about that. So I bad. think we could all could agree on that. Okay. We could so all my, agree on my that. My question about that is when's the last time he wore his headband? Uh, it's been oh, since the heat. Since the heat. He even needs to bring the headband back to football. Nah, he don't need to bring the headband back. back. He don't need to bring the headband back. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, no. The, the, um, to go to go back with Anwar, you know, I mean, just, just let's just be honest, man. A triple double is nothing for LeBron. You know, he can do that in his sleep. Right. You know, you know, uh, his his he he needs to be defensively aggressive. He has been real you know, lackadaisical. Uh, he, he's gonna, he'll get rebounds in his sleep based off of the lineup that they play. They play exactly. small balls, so he, he's gonna get the, he's gonna get the rebound. You know, mm-hmm. so we all know. I mean, stats don't necessarily win games. You know, it's the dominance of the players that actually win games. You know, we look at Westbrook. West, Westbrook averages triple double. James Harden averages triple double. But ultimately, I mean, it's the triple doubles aren't the ones that necessarily get them over the top. It's the W's. You know, we know what LeBron is capable of, you know, and we know that, you know, defensively, you know, the Warriors can't necessarily stop him. They showed that in the first half. Right. I you think know? Well, I, I think, think that you kind of I think that you kinda of pointed out. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, finish. Let me uh, let me let me catch I think you off. If I want to lose game plan for the second half, he should have ran a couple more pin downs. You know? And, and he didn't run any pin downs, he didn't put Braun in the post, he didn't do any of that when you got Draymond and you got K D both with three to four fouls. Right, mm-hmm. you know. Right, and just gotcha. to kind of kind of piggyback off of what you're saying, I think one of my biggest criticisms about LeBron is that he does get he does get lazy on defense. He argues about why he's not never been named Defensive Player of the Year, but he also gets lazy on defense when the game is clutch. My question for you guys and Chad, if you want to lead off, and why if you want to lead off, is at what point? Did the Cavs go wrong? Because the second game they start, they started doing they they was doing well up until the halftime. About halftime, that third quarter, like you said, Chad, it just all seemed like it went down. My personal opinion is I felt like they started to play into the Golden State Warriors type of offense. Was, they kept pushing the back, pushing the ball. When the first half, they was kind of slowing it down a little bit, and that's what kind of brought them back up and brought them back to a close game. 
But I just want to get y'all opinion on that and see what y'all think about that. You want that chat or you want me to go? Uh, uh, you can take it. I can, I can follow up afterwards. Okay, I'll start. So what I think went wrong with Cleveland, I think you called it watch. Pretty much in a nutshell, is they tried to play Golden State ball. Now, Braun the whole season created a team to try the best to go back and forth with Golden State. And what I mean by that is they wanted to get shooters. They got Corbett, they got Darren Williams, they got Shannon Fry. You know, people that they would hope, you know, JR, they would hope he would step up and not have more turnovers than points. But that's not happening, obviously. But what's happening is you just cannot play Golden State ball. Golden State is a unique team for that reason, and they're an unselfish team. They don't have one player that says, let me take over. They all take over. Or if someone's falling behind, there's two or three greats on that team. You know what I'm saying? Not just good people, but greats that will actually take over and control that game. Also, defensively, what I think they're doing wrong is they assumed that Golden State was going to come out straight shooting out the gate because that's what they do. And what happened was that left the lane completely wide open. Game one showed that especially where every time there was a fake to a wing shot, they thought it was going to go to Clay or go to Steph on one end, and the paint was wide open. Steph was going to the hole. The small guy on the court was just going to the hole for a layup. Dish pass, Livingston, quick dunk inside. Flash, back door, KD dunk. Everyone's assuming that they're just going to shoot all day, which they can do, and they have done some parts of the game, but the hole is still something you got to protect. And who are they having there to protect that hole? Tristan's not doing it. He can get those boards, but ultimately, if he has to double up on someone on the wing that's about to pull a three, that hole is wide open. And I think that's what started Golden State to take advantage. And after that, when they try to step up and shut the hole down, there's that three-pointer. Available 24-7. I got something I kind of want to ask you about that that specific question that you was, that specific response you just gave to. But I'm going to let Chad go ahead and Mm -hmm. run run down his before I ask that. No, no, I, I, I completely agree. You know, I just defensively, uh, Cavs aren't being aggressive. Right. You know, I think they're not being physical aggressive uh, aggressive enough, and they're not being mentally aggressive enough. You know, I think, you know, uh, in order to for a series to truly start to feel like, you know, you're within the game, you know, you can't be playing defense defense like uh, J.R. Smith. You know, he's playing defense mm-hmm. right now like his, his hand is caught in the cookie jar. Yeah. You know, we don't <laughs> – you know, all all of the tippy tap fouls, you know, is just not mm-hmm. you're not really touching anybody or making them feel you. You know, Steph shot ten free throws within the first quarter off of you know you know touchy fouls. You know, nothing yep, that made them all made them worse or anything. Right. He's like he made them all, you know, which is fine, you know. But at the same time, we're not being aggressive enough on defense to send a message. Well, you know, yeah, exactly. So I, I I think defensively, you know, we need to start Iman Shumpert. Mm-hmm. You know, and okay. you know he's an offensive liability, but defensively, you know he can actually bring your aggressiveness. And, you know he's not going, he's not going to shrug his shoulders when he make a foul. You know mm-hmm. you got to send a message. If you're going to foul somebody, foul. You know live That's with right. it. Raymond does it. Right. Oh, you're right. You know. Well, but I, at the end of the day, I I think the Cavs, the Tyron Lue has to do a better job defensively and offensively. And you know I give I give the Warriors the credit, man. They're playing great basketball they're playing, right now. They're playing absolutely. You know I'm a big LeBron basketball. fan, but. I mean, the Warriors are doing a phenomenal job at, you know, executing their offense and pushing the, pushing the ball. They're pushing the ball right down their throat, and, you know, Cavs really can't do anything about it right now. Well, this is kind of like so what I propose. Stop the ball. This is what I propose. I think that they are playing aggressive defense. I think they're playing too aggressive defense, though, because the entire regular season, all they've been doing was mm-hmm. helping each other because they know they got defensive holes. So it's too much helping is going on, and that's why you have so many wide nah, open people. Not, it's not enough. It's not enough helping. Really? 
Because you feel like it's just helping enough. They'll 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 double team. They'll double team more on a high screen and roll. They'll they'll hedge hard on the screen. There's like there's like you see Kevin Love. He was a little apprehensive about hedging on the screen. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't know yeah. whether guard him or guard Eagle Dollar or guard him or guard um, Sean Livingston. You know, yeah, so that's what, but that's what I'm you're gonna hedge hard. You hedge hard. Even you know bump him. Yeah, you know, yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. The knee out. They're not even doing that. You know. I agree because with that. Because they're scared of the three ball. Well, I'm talking about on the fast break more in particular, not when they get set in the offense. I'm talking about more on the fast break because you've seen when J.R. Smith had Kevin Durant and Curry coming directly at him. For some dumbass yeah, reason, his ass him. went straight to Curry when Corbett was right behind yeah, Curry. Uh, that was just stupid. I don't like that, that bullshit. Let me touch him and stop the play. No. Yeah. You're going to touch him. You need to really touch him. Yep. Right. So, and, I mean, actual you know, commentators. Actual commentators like uh, Shaq and um, Chuck. I know some people are tired of hearing them say things like, you got to put them on their back, you got to lay them down. But think about it, man. That's the game that, you know, that works. Right. When someone comes to the hole, okay, they get there, they score. Okay, that won't happen again. So when they come back to that hole, you got to lay a message. Even if it is, you know, a foul that has to be reviewed, okay, I bet they won't go to the hole as easy anymore. Right. Unless they got heart like Dan Westbrook, and there's only a rare few that have that. Curry's not going back to the after being laid down. It's only... It's only one player on the on the Cavs team that's going to do that, and he only at the end of the bench. And that's Dante Jones. <laughs> Dante that Jones. Crazy self. Yeah, he'll come in crazy. there. <laughs> that, real that guy got issues, man. I like him, but too bad he doesn't get to play until that forty points. He like yeah, he like Anwar. <laughs> <laughs> right, next next question. <laughs> so the question going to be, what can the Cavs do? Do you think that the Cavs could do anything to try to make a comeback, or you think it's just going to be over in four or five? Uh, what's your predictions? You talk about Um, I think if LeBron is going to be everything that everybody always um, want him to be, you know, anticipating him being, if he's going to be the coach, if he's going to be the player, if he's going to be uh, the, the 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 GM and the owner, you know, he has to be that in Game Three. Yeah. You know, he he can't he can't wait for Kyrie to get going. He has to mm-hmm. get going himself, then allow Kyrie to find himself. And that's really what he's been you know, doing for like the past uh, three games. And even in the Boston series, I think that was the main reason why he did play the way that he did in game three, because he wanted to get he wanted to get Kyrie going because he knew that he gonna need Kyrie going go, with Golden State, but you can't keep relying on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I say, I say um let's see. I say he needs to do have that Jordan mentality. I know we always want to compare these guys to the older great teams. But Jordan, if you ever listen to some of his interviews, he'll say this. He'll say, hey, we might be down two games. But remember, these teams know one thing. At some point, they got to come through Chicago. They got to come through Chicago. And he'll say, with the cockiest grin in the world, which means you got to come to my hometown. And that's what I'm going to show you. LeBron has to have that mentality and play like that. Now, you know, the crowd is one thing. You know, but you have to play that way. I promise you, everyone on that team is timid because of him. If he plays or shows any type of fear or timidness, that team buckles. That's just how fast it happens. Because he built that. Team. I agree. That is his team. That is his I team agree. that he built. It's not like he came to that team. He came there with who? Just pretty much Kyrie. And I don't think Kyrie buckles. I, I know you guys said he had to get Kyrie in the game. I don't think Kyrie needs any help getting his game on. I think he just needs the green light. That's all. No, that's... Not help. Just, hey, give me the green light. Once what? LeBron's done saying pass, 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 Kyrie's like, you know what? Forget this. I got this. I will say this about Kyrie. Well, you made Kyrie. a good point earlier, Chad, which is the ice football won't work for some Warriors. Because them boys don't play ISO ball. There's no such thing as ISO ball with the Warriors and teams like the Spurs. They play team ball. And that's one thing that LeBron is trying his best to get that team on board with. But 
it's just not a good matchup for the um, Warriors. But I, I will say this about it's Kyrie in Game overall, Three. Overall, I say they lose. I'm gonna say this about Kyrie in Game Three. Game Three. Kyrie kind of dictated the way that the game went. I think personally, and y'all can take it how how y'all want it. You said game three? Yeah, game well, game two, game excuse two. me. Game two, game two. Okay. But I think Kyrie kind of lost that game for him in that third quarter because Kyrie basically tried to take over the game and was doing entirely too much. Like you said, playing ISO ball. And he wasn't mm-hmm. looking to pass the ball. He was doing all this dribbling and stuff and kept losing the ball. That's mm-hmm. that's when JR was like, oh, I need to do the same thing. He just started throwing exactly. a dumbass shot, and then yep. that that kind of did take over the game individually. But that's not how it works. Period. Yeah. Go to say just waiting. And Curry, y'all can say what y'all want about him not being aggressive, it's not being the most athletic. But that boy is very aware of what's going on in that court. So Even though he double dribbled like does, a motherfucker, getting someone's way, a small pick for steal. Eagle Dow was already halfway down the court with Durant, and that's a quick two. We worry about that three ball, but if you count them points in the paint and them fast break points, oh, Golden State got a shitload of those too. So they just killing them all around. They have yeah, they kill some them. type of confidence on that team. Cleveland, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they they killing them with basic basketball. I mean, defensively, Cleveland's not getting back on defense. Nope. You know, they're, they're they're not playing with any energy or aggression. They they want to play to hey, let me go ahead and stop the fast break and touch them on a foul or whatever, just to stop mm-hmm. the fast break. You know, that's 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 the wrong message to send. You know, not just not just to that team, but sending it to you know. The, the, the young individuals as well. You don't stop a fast break off of just fouling. You need to stop the fast break off of getting back and playing actual defense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I think that's just demoralizing in itself because that's just, you know, that's throwing in the towel saying, you know what, I'm giving up. Yeah, I agree. You know, I we're agree. not going to get back and play defense. We're just going to foul you. You know, and I yep. think that's just, that's, that plays to the Warriors' advantage. Yep, I definitely agree. Because it lets them rest as well. <laughs> yep. I definitely agree. That's my take on that. I mean, I hope to see it go differently because, again, I, I said I didn't care who really won. I just want to see a good game. Like Dre said, I just want to see some good basketball. It doesn't even have to go to seven like it did last year. Just let, let's go tick for tack and let's not have all these blowouts, you know. But, hey, yeah, man, I agree. team is on, they on. So let me I ask you this. Agree. Let me ask you this, you guys this. The comparison the that's been going play. on. Let me ask you guys this uh, before we continue. The comparison that's been going on all day today. I know you got Chad. You watch Sports Center damn near all damn day. So before I ask this question, let me ask you guys this question: Was last state's was last year's Golden State team better than this year's Golden State team, or is this the best team out of the two? This year. That was you, Dre. Um. Yeah, I said this year. I'll tell the Oh, you said, so you say Golden State makes it better? I mean, KD makes Golden State a better team? Than last year's, yeah. yeah. I think he's the person that that uh, fierce, fiercely takes it to the hole. No one's uh, no worries, no one. Yeah, I think, I think just from a standpoint of people playing a position and knowing their roles, you know, this might be the greatest team ever assembled, you know, depending if they get if they can get it done and win the championship. This might be the greatest team ever assembled. And what? You're right. I mean, you got two MVPs on one team. I don't. I mean, I don't know all my stats, but I can tell you can count how many times this happened. Two MVPs, one unanimous, one back to back, and another one added to your team when you already had the best season ever. You know what I'm saying? When your your main shooting guard or whatever Steph Curry is, point guard, had the most threes made in the season the year before, and you add a freaking MVP to that team. By far, yeah, they are a lot better team. It just took a while. And they're all. 
but they're still a good. They're all, they're all in their prime. So that part, yeah, it's scary. Yeah. So going to the question that's been asked all day today, can this team, this Golden State Warrior team, beat the '95, '96 Chicago Bulls team? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna jump Absolutely. on that one. Uh, 95, 96. That's the second three-peat? Yep. Started the first three-peat. No, first three. That was the end of the first, first three-peat. The end of the first three-peat. Okay. I say realistically... The record-breaking team. I hate to say because I'm, I'm such a uh, Jordan fan. Like, watches for LeBron. You just don't want to say anything that puts them in a negative light. But realistically, they can beat them, man. I mean, Jordan has a heart of a lion, a tiger, a bear, all of that. But that team is just too deep, man. This team is too deep. So I say no. I say I say this Golden State team might, like you said, Chad, be the best assembled team <laughs> in history. Softer than them, but hey, ultimately they get the point scored. Chad? Yeah, I, I, I completely disagree with the whole softness of last, uh, that era and this era. <laughs> you know, I think... You know, I, I, I just, I'm going to stick with my, what I said. It's the best team ever assembled, you know, regardless of errors, regardless of, you know, Michael Jordan or anything. You know, this is the best team ever assembled. Okay. Okay. Um, I hate that. I hate that I have to agree to. I hate to, to agree with it because I just, you know, I love the old times so bad. Most of us grew up being able to watch both sides. And that's another debate that I hate millennials. I'm sorry, I don't hate millennials, but yeah, I hate know. that they have no real validation behind their argument. They only go off what they've seen, what they've heard. I wear LeBron shit. <laughs> only thing I know about Jordan is that I lay, I stay in line for his shoes, <laughs> and I've seen some highlights. That's funny. But you've never been hey. part of it. Like, like we're able to be part of both of these greats take place. Hey, what? I hate what? What's up? What? You got? Can I get like one minute to tackle that situation real quick? Go ahead, bro. All yours. All right. So, so the old era versus the new era is completely different because they call it soft all the time, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Right. So, correct. with that being said, the old era, they said, you know, everything defensively was a lot tougher. We were able to hand check. Right. Now, if we all go back to our, I, I say, you know, our younger days of just playing basketball or just middle school, high school, on and, and above, you know, everything defensively, everything was predicated with moving your feet. Right. Uh-huh. That's something that that era actually lacked. You had to now in this era, you actually have to move your feet to play defense, and not necessarily be able to hand check and use your hands to play. During that era, what that what we can probably consider now is playing football. You're right. I, I, I get where you're going. Just because it, huh. it was actually more physical in that era, you think about it. You put Steph Curry in that era, you know, it would have been a little bit more physical, but he's still gonna go to the line and knock down free throws. I think the big I think the big thing about that too as well, like you said, most people were playing in the paint back then. Golden State don't have to go inside. They could just stay outside of the perimeter yeah. if they wanted to. But they could still get to the yeah. hole as exactly. well. Yep. And then you, know, you have to spread the defense out because look look at the defense you have to spread. People don't pick up until what, top of the key? Maybe a little inside when you start picking up. That's when people say, you know what? Like Jordan. Jordan wasn't the best shooter out the gate. He had to pick up that front shot, that elbow shot. He had to get good at that so they had to guard him outside and that opened up the floor a little bit. Now the floor is yeah. opened all the way up to two feet behind the three-point line because of Steph Curry. you got to open the floor all the way up, which means there's gaps in that hole. You know, which means you get people cutting and slashing and you have room to score where back in the day that hole was congested. Yeah. Three in the keys would probably, yeah. you know, that's way more called. So you just have to look at it on all aspects of the evolution so, of the game. So, so anybody that want to argue different eras, 
put mm-hmm. Bill Lambert in this era. <laughs> I guarantee you he would not get no. He well, he not gonna get no chick on any team. <laughs> you know, put those de- <laughs> those de- those defensive the defensive monsters within this era. They're gonna get exposed, and they're not gonna find. I mean, honestly, they're not gonna find any playing time on any team. So, I mean, that's that's my two cents on that. You can move on. What? Uh, okay, I, I would like to add real quick. I think um, besides just the physical aspect of the game, you know, between the two eras, I would say whoever had the most heart collectively to actually, you know, probably tap into some willpower and go beyond, you know, uh, what the physical aspect of it is. You know, just kind of the will to like to win. So, would you say that has that there's a difference there between the two teams? Between the two. I, I, I will probably give it I to the only, 95 Only between 96. the greats that are compared, which is like the Jordan and LeBron. Other than that, I think, you know, everyone has some type of will. I, don't, I just don't, I don't think when you when you say LeBron or Jordan, we know who you know, has the most heart out of them. But ultimately, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't debate that. I would say, you know, people came to win, period. You know, both eras, they came to win. They got heart. I just, so I don't know. It's still a factor. You're right. It's all part of the game. Mm-hmm. Who won it the most? Mm-hmm. Collectively, but okay. I think honestly, and, and as because you said the word collectively, I would probably give it to the older generation and not about that Bulls team collectively. I'm not gonna sit here and say the Warriors yeah. don't have that, but collectively wise, I know that that Bulls team ha- have that. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. Gotcha. So that's the only reason why I would give that because I know. I'm not saying the Warriors team don't have it, but I still kind of, I still, uh, I'm still with Chad. As far as the physicality and all that stuff, you know, everybody calling this new era soft. I don't think that will play a real big part in if these two two teams had to match up, you know. But hey, especially in the seven game series, I would definitely definitely take Golden State. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah. oh. last night, I know you heard your boy. On his truth juice with his shades on the next day. Well, not last night, but the day before, the day after the game. But your boy Paul Pierce regarded KD as the best player in the game today. Well, I guess what that was Sunday night. Do you think that KD is? I heard that. Yeah, he he's the best. He might be the best player on the planet right now. Right. Yeah. Do you think that KD has surpassed LeBron, <sighs> or is that still up for debate? Not it's not even a debate. You know, LeBron is the best player. You know, breathing <laughs> out. <laughs> plain, plain and simple. You know, KD. In all honesty, he's a product of his environment right now. Let's just say that. No, I agree. You know. Gotcha. You know, he he's somebody that you know he gets. You know, he can get swept underneath the radar. He doesn't have to guard the best player on the other team. And all in all honesty, he's a mismatch for anybody, yep. with the exception of Kawhi Leonard and LeBron James. If he was on, a, if he was on, a, if he was still on OKC. He wouldn't be considered as the best player on the planet. I agree. You know, if he was on any other team with the exception of the Warriors, he wouldn't be considered as the best player on the planet. He'll be probably the, the lead scorer. You know, he, he'll be leading the league in scoring, you know, leading the league in FGAs, but, you know, ultimately he wouldn't be considered as the best player. You know, LeBron James is the best player breathing oxygen, and that you know, that conversation is dead. You know, that's where the truth is. That's where the truth, a.k.a. Paul Pierce, is actually alive. I think I think yeah. personally I think Paul Pierce still holding a little grudge against LeBron because he still didn't give forgave Ray Allen about that dumb shit. So, but I want to read a quote to y'all that uh, Marcellus Wallace has said in regards to this too, and I think it was kind of the perfect quote to kind of sum it up. But Marcellus Wallace kind of like compared 
the um, the NBA as a track race. And basically, you know, using KD and LeBron as a reference, the quote kind of was like, I'm not sure if I got it correct or not, but if if the NBA was a sprint, LeBron's going LeBron going to win hands down. Hands down. But if it was a relay race, KD is going to win because LeBron's not going to be able to get the baton in time to do what he got to do because basically KD just has everything in his favor while LeBron still has to work to get everything in his favor. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I think his analogy was horrible. <laughs> so he should have been LeBron as a, uh, if this was a marathon. I mean, a marathon you know? too, but at the same time, a sprint kind of, I kind of get where you were going with the sprint, but yeah, a marathon compares to a marathon compares to. I mean, you can't deny going to the final seven straight yeah. times. You know what I mean? Well, Honestly, to answer that question, I think, um, you know, I don't, I don't agree with Paul Pierce. I think KD has the potential to be the best player um, in the game right now. But I think um, because of the time he invested in, you know, what he did with his time, that that debate, you know, that you can't really, um, you can't do that. Like, no offense. I'm a KD fan over a LeBron fan. I'm a fan of his style of play, you know, just how laid back he is, you know, the, his aggression when he does get it. But overall, we know LeBron's just a better player. So we just look at it tick for tack. KD should be. And like I said before, has the potential to be the best player. Look at his stats. Look at his height. Look at his game. He has an overall good game. He has a better game almost overall than LeBron. But scoring-wise... I don't know. I think the heart that LeBron has just makes him better. Like how we went back to that wheel, that I want to win, that step it up and take over. You can say what you want about these 30 points KD had, but he's not taking over. He's just cleaning up. You know, look, the floor's open. That's it's real. just, hey, That's a good we're not worried about KD. He ain't really showing us too much. Get those Splash Brothers knocked out the way. You start worrying about the Splash Brothers, who's left? KD to clean up the mess. 30 points easy. So he's not doing anything extra. You know what I'm saying? LeBron has to do extra. He has to go through the whole on four players. KD's not doing that. He's just pulling up 4-3, coming off the pick, slashing for a backdoor pass. And again, that's my favorite player in the series. Not period, but in the series. And I still think that, no, LeBron is a better player than KD. Yeah. That's just being real. Well, it sounds like you agree with that analogy, then. <laughs> Honestly. I think that's a dumb analogy. I don't even want to go there. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you agree, though. Because KD has what he needs. Yeah. He's just going to clean up when he gets the baton with LeBron. He, he, you know, he's working harder to bring the team along with him. He all right. get the baton and too late. Yeah. But, all right, man, we're going to go ahead and yeah. wrap things up. Um, any, 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 Before we go ahead and wrap things up, man, let's go ahead and get y'all um y'all predictions because y'all still ain't say it. Y'all just talked around it. Go ahead and give y'all predictions. What y'all got? Let's go for game three first. Who you got for game three? Okay, Dre. Um, I think Cavs are going to take it. Okay. And simple. I think yeah. I think LeBron is. I think he's uh, planning out a way in his mind, and like he, he's probably going to dominate. You know, there's time now. Chat. Okay. Uh, I'll say. Uh, oh, okay. Anwar? Go ahead, Anwar. Okay. I'll no, say. Uh, I, I say Cavs. I, I, I hope they get it. I say Cavs. I mean, even though it looks like it's, it's going to be Golden State, by the way, ran over them at home. I still think them boys going to bring something else to that table um, tomorrow night. And I think the Cavs will get to game three. So we'll leave it at that. I'll go with the rest of the series when that question arises. But for game three, Cleveland. Chat? Um, I'm, I'm, I think Kyrie is going to uh, showcase some mental fortitude 
you know, and really, really find himself, you know, and get over the hump. So um, I'm rocking with Cavs, you know, Cavs in six. You know, that's what I'm saying. I feel like they're going to run off four straight. So I got to stick with my prediction that I, um, that I told my brother-in-law, uh, you know, three, four weeks ago. So Cavs in six. Cavs in okay. six. What? I mean, let's just say right now, if they lose game three, that's a series. That's bottom line. I could agree. If they lose game three, it's So what series. do you say? I'm yeah. St- I'm going with them for the Cavs. I'm going with the Cavs for the game three. I don't feel like they're going to go back to Quickens and lose that bad that bad on the first game back home. They got to win this one. Um, but I'm still going with Cavs in seven. I'm still sticking with my dog. I think that he's going to show us something that I hope that he shows us something that we've all been waiting for him because I think we're all really just waiting for that LeBron moment that we could coin. I think everybody really kind of had their their that moment that in their career to kind of put them up on the top of that list. I mean, I know we know how Kobe had one, Jordan had one, but I think LeBron's yeah. due to have his but, shining moment to actually get him there. But have we have we already seen the best of LeBron? That's going that was going to be my next I mean, question. That was no. Nope. You don't think so? So he still has more to give. Yeah, but I think unless he figured out a way to play like he used to play when he first came out, <laughs> put the headband on and go crazy. Shaving See, <laughs> Drake like Drake like dunking everywhere. LeBron. <laughs> no, but, but see, I, that's that's a, I know Drake. Drake, I, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you. He has to play a psychological game. You know, I think mentally he was kind of screwed up with that first game. You know, with his house. You know, being um, having having the the racist remarks placed on his house and things of that nature. He had a lot mm-hmm. going on. That's true. I didn't even think about that. You know. No, nah, I'm not giving them no excuses. Nah. I, I, but I do. I didn't think about that. But that is definitely that is definitely a good point that you just made, though. But I'm still not gonna give them no excuses. It's the finals. It's time. Yeah, to, it's I'm, time I'm to lock you. it down. It's time to lock it down. Yeah. And, and, and look at look at Isaiah and what he went through in his first series. Ooh, boy. I mean, he he still showed up for a couple games. They lost the series. No, they won that series. Yeah, they won that series. But, uh, but he, he lost that first game. He lost that first game. He, they lost that first game, but he, he didn't lose that game first game because he balled out that, that first game. Of the yeah. I thought he showed. No, he had some highlights. You're right. He didn't win. He, he had, had like 40 points. He game, had like 40 points that he game. He was jacked up. Yeah, he was pretty jacked up. But um, who wouldn't be? So, all right. Well, we got me and Chad's predictions. Anwar, what's your predictions for the series? Oh, good one. Series prediction. <laughs> Golden State in six. Uh, Dre, you want to give yours? I know you said you ain't a basketball dude, so you ain't really on it. But you want to give yours? Yeah, get for the mine on out the way. <laughs> Warm up. <laughs> prediction. No, I, I really I think KD wanted too bad, man. I think he wanted too bad. I feel like he might even get depressed if he don't get it. I think <laughs> KD's gonna uh, he gonna take it and dye his hair yellow. <laughs> man. Just buy a brush. That's all he need to do. That's buy a brush? Man. Nah, he need, to, he need to bring it on home too. <laughs> shit. That nappy ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, you know, <laughs> Chad, man, we appreciate you for joining us today, man. You know. Yeah, no doubt, man. Welcome to the locker room. You officially sure, a member brother. of the crew, yes, man. Sir. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this appreciate has been me, this has been oh, a yeah. special yep. episode Anytime. of the Locker Room Banter. Wait, ladies are always welcome. Remember that. Always welcome. You suck, Even though. Even after that. <laughs> you suck. Unfortunately, you I had my wife um, listening, so... <laughs> Yeah. Shout out to you, Connie. Connie. Shout out to you, Connie. Shout out to my wife, Connie Marshall. <laughs> I'm 
know that's right, brother. You know I'm gonna keep him on his it's best behavior. Oh yeah, behavior, I, I forgot to give him my last uh, man's minute. Don't, it could be brief. I just don't want to leave this without giving my quick segment of a man's minute. But wait, this ain't so an episode. Of though. A man's minute. This ain't an episode it's to give a man minute. Targeted towards the ladies, and it's pretty much for you guys to just <laughs> stop fake pretending to know basketball or to like basketball just because your man does. Disney. I mean, y'all be over there with incorrect stats like. Yeah, um, babe, which team Kobe play for again? Uh, that man don't play for. Or hey, yeah, I, I want I want the team with Stephon Stephon Curry play for. That's not that bad. Let me oh. educate Anwar real quick. Uh-oh. Let me educate him real quick. Uh-oh. It's called cheerleader etiquette. Uh oh. It's called cheerleader etiquette. <laughs> the defense has arrived. Obviously, <laughs> Anwar has. Obviously, Anwar has never had a female that ever cheer for him in his life. Oh. He doesn't know how that. He doesn't know how it feels. Ladies, Man, the defense ladies, have arrived. Called, ladies, ladies, that's called cheerleader etiquette. Fake what you don't know, and you know, act like you know. Uh. It can get old real fast. That's called Raleigh living. <laughs> that's funny All right, yeah man. that was my segment of a man's minute we'll have a better one on the next one but that's, that's how guy, I felt this guy's terrible this guy's terrible alright man go ahead and run down the social medias Drizzy Mo, what up D-R-Z-E underscore M-O-J-O underscore M-C-S-L-Y that's Drizzy Mojo McFly I'm finna turn it up on my Instagram let there be litty and while what up there it is. You can find me on Instagram at anwarw, that's A-N-W-A-R, the letter W, underscore 357, like the magnum. And on Facebook, you can find me at Anwar Williams, simply put. Chad Matt even though I know you ain't going to know it, but go ahead and spit it. <laughs> no, I actually, my wife just gave me my Instagram <laughs> uh, profile. No, it's, it's called one word uh, man called, No, it's called C underscore Marshall 85. Um, and Facebook, y'all already know. I'm just Chad Marshall, man. Nothing, nothing outrageous. Just keep it simple, baby. And my name is Watts. Y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at W-A-T-T-S, the number four on Instagram and Twitter. And make sure y'all hit us up on the Locker Room Banter Instagram and Twitter at LRBanter407. That is L-R-B-A-N-T-E-R 407 on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also hit us up on the Facebook page at the Locker Room Banter Podcast Show. Dang, I almost forgot what it is. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Locker Room Banter. We appreciate y'all for joining us for this special episode. Shouts out to my dog, Chad, for coming through one time. We got Drizzy Moe and Wah and myself. We out. We out. Thank y'all for love and support. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah.